We've got some first-time live stream viewers in the chat. Welcome, friends. And also some friends from Ohio, too. Prayers for you guys. Prayers for everybody in Ohio right now dealing with that disaster. Prayers for everybody in Turkey as well dealing with that earthquake. Prayers for people in Brazil. Prayers for people freaking everywhere, man. The whole planet. We're all going through some shit right now. And we're all going through it together. So steadfast, my friends. Stay frosty. All right, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, resignations. Few resignations. All today, too. So, rats jumping shit, maybe. Shit hitting the fans soon, and they know about it, so they're running away. We'll cover those. Russia also calling for a UN meeting about the Nord Stream pipeline. Report came out that Biden had a hand in ordering that, so Russia is calling for a special UN meeting. That's interesting. Also, this news story coming out about a uh, Israeli private company and election meddling, like election hacking, and also them running some botnet networks meddling in elections all around the world, multiple countries. So I got some thoughts on that. It's the mainstream media reporting on this Israeli election hacking group kind of weird. So uh, we'll take a look at that. We got Biden's calls for gun control. We got Elon Musk calling out uh, the globalists at a globalist summit, basically. Pretty poetic right there. Trump calling to use ballot harvesting in the 2024 election. Pretty freaking hilarious. Uh, I guess fighting fire with fire. So we'll cover that. We got more environmental disasters. This one in Arizona with a uh, truck that had nitric acid on it crash on the roadway great and then a few other things we'll talk about too the world health organization ending their covid origin probe huh convenient not surprising not surprising at all so a lot to talk about tonight guys thank you all for tuning in live rumble foxhole d live thank you thank you hopefully rumble's working i was seeing a lot of people having issues with rumble today their servers are probably bogged down maybe they're getting hit with a ddos attack or something like that so uh hopefully rumble's working well looks like the chat's coming in all right so all right let's get out of business and thank you to today's video sponsor that is patriot gold group central banks right now are buying gold precious metals at record rates rates we haven't seen in decades and there's probably a reason for that so if you're looking for a long-term investment gold and silver Definitely a good idea. We're talking long-term investment, you know, years out, 5, 10, 20 years even. Uh, gold and silver retirement, retirement investment accounts. Patriot Gold Group can help you out with that. There's a link in the description below and a phone number. You can give them a call. You can email them. Uh, and you can go to the website link down below to check out their investment guides, information website, and all that sort of stuff. Patriot Gold Group. All right. First topic, let's talk about these resignations. So, rats jumping ship. First one is a key advisor to President Biden. Her name is Laura Rosenberger. She is leaving the administration next month. And mind you, this is like the third or fourth Biden administration official that is stepping down just over the last week, two weeks. So, bunch of them leaving. This one is Laura Rosenberger. She's the key advisor to Biden on China-related issues. 
Funny that she's leaving now after that whole China spy balloon debacle. And this woman, man, she looks like a total globalist Democrat clown shill. She is the director of a group called the Alliance for Securing Democracy. That sounds like some feel-good shit show organization, right? Anytime you hear securing democracy or protecting democracy or whatever crap like that, just replace the word democracy for communism, and that's probably what the organization is more for. So Laura Rosenberger, she was on Biden's National Security Council, like I said, key advisor for China-related issues. This woman used to also be the foreign policy advisor for Hillary Clinton during Hillary Clinton's 2016 failed presidential campaign. So that gives you an idea about where this chick was at. But she's gone. She is gone. And another person that's quitting too is Scotland's prime minister. Or I guess in Scotland they call it the first minister. Scotland's first minister Nicola Sturgeon. They're saying she unexpectedly quit, but I had some Scotland and Ons in my comments today chatting with me on Telegram, and they were telling me that this isn't unexpected at all. There's all kinds of controversies and scandals swirling around Nicola Sturgeon, but great, great. Let's get some claps for that. She's quitting. She's another World Economic Forum stooge. She was pushing hard for mandatory vaccinations. She did implement mandatory vaccinations there in Scotland. She was also a big uh, gender inclusion pusher. All for the gender inclusion, promoting the transgender agenda. So she gone. Another one that's gone. Claps for that too. Claps for that too. All right. Good day. Good day when we're, whenever we get these globalist scum jumping ship. And our last resignation here is the World Bank president, David Malpass. David Malpass planning to step down early. He was, he was supposed to retire next year, I think, but he's stepping down like next month. thing about this one, though, is that David Malpass was Trump's appointee, Trump's pick to lead the World Bank. And there's been some controversy about, around this guy in the recent months because he, uh, or the media was calling him a client, uh, climate denier. He was putting out some controversial statements questioning the whole climate agenda. So I, I don't know, would we call this guy globalist? Maybe he is. Maybe Trump appointed him to that position for a reason. Uh, or maybe he was more on the Patriot side of things, but he was pushed out of this spot. Couldn't handle the pressure, wanted to get out of there because of it's the World Bank, obviously. But hey, another resignation. Is this one good? Is this one bad? I don't know, but just make a note of it. A lot of resignations today, and especially over the last few weeks, too. Remember, New Zealand Prime Minister resigned, multiple Biden officials resigned. We got these three today, so there you go. And it's only the what, sixth week of 2023? We're only in February, folks, and we already got UFOs getting shot down all over the world and crazy stuff going on. And also, the Nord Stream 
pipeline incident. So, man, we have not seen the media report on this at all. At all. The report surfaced a few days back. Remember, it was the Substack article from that Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist where he had sources telling him it was Joe Biden that ordered a U.S. Navy team to blow up the Nord Stream pipeline, plant the explosives in June, and then three months later, uh, remote detonate it in September. That's what the report said. White House quickly denied it, and then media hasn't said a word about it, except Tucker. I do think Tucker Carlson briefly brought it up in a show of his last night. Might have been last night or Monday night, but during a segment this week, Tucker Carlson briefly brought it up. Good job, Tucker. I like Tucker. I think he's uh, one of the very few, very few at Fox News and at the mainstream media in general that's on Team Patriot. But now we have Russia not letting this story die. They are making preparations, Russia is, for a special meeting of the United Nations Security Council to investigate the explosions on the Nord Stream gas pipeline. They say they contacted the UN, raised the issue there. They're making preparations for a special Security Council meeting where they will demand some semblance for an investigation to be found. So we'll see what happens with this. Obviously, the UN probably does not want this to happen. And a lot of UN members don't want this to happen. But this isn't going to get brushed under the rug. Obviously not. And of course, with all of us shitsters, all of us conspiracy theorists on social media, we know that this story is big. Also, I think Edward Snowden tweeted yesterday that the reason why all of these UFOs getting shot down stories are getting sensationalized and pumped by the media is to cover up this, the Nord Stream pipeline expose i think that's what edward snowden tweeted so there you go edward snowden you know i've got some thoughts on him some cautious thoughts on edward snowden but maybe he's maybe these days he's working more for team patriot too than he used to so there's that story let's move on into talking about this israeli hacking disinformation team meddling in elections so the name of the team is called or they're calling it team george if i'm reading that right or is it jorge j-o-r-g-e team george let's just call it george team george a team of israeli contractors who claim to have manipulated more than 30 elections around the world using hacking, sabotage, and automated disinformation on social media. Uh, The unit is run by a 50-year-old former Israeli special forces operative by the name of Tal Hanan, who now works privately. This is a private group. And apparently this group is being unmasked by an international consortium of journalists. It is the Guardian newspaper that has been running these exposés for the last day they put out the first ones yesterday and they're continuing their exposés on this today and uh, this piece here talks about how these these black ops hacker networks this private group full of a bunch of uh, ex 
not only Israeli, but ex-special forces and ex-psyops soldiers from multiple governments around the world are working with this private group. And they're using a whole army of thousands of fake social media profiles on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Telegram, all over the place, YouTube, Instagram, Gmail, basically big botnets. And they, they uh, try to blackmail politicians as well. Uh, the team even claimed to have sent a sex toy delivered via Amazon to the home of a politician with the aim of giving his wife the false impression he was having an affair. Uh, they're hacking into Gmail accounts. They're hacking into people's Telegram accounts, just all sorts of stuff. So interesting. My thoughts on this. Well, number one, why is the Guardian being the ones to run this expose? Uh, it leads me to believe that this this network, this Israeli Special Forces, former Israeli Special Forces, excuse me, network, probably not connected to any big dogs, not connected to the CCP or Dominion or any like deep, deep state networks, which is why the Guardian is allowed to bring this out publicly. Could also be that maybe, what's his name, Tal Hanan and his private group, maybe they're just getting thrown under the bus and and they're getting hung out to dry. They're getting burned. So the Guardian's running these exposés. Yeah, it's curious. It's curious why this group is getting focused on for election meddling Meanwhile, other groups are not. And also, could it be such that the media is playing the long game here in that, say, say Trump wins 2024, for hypothetical example, or, or some populist, anti-globalist candidates start winning in whatever country, could the media then try to run some sort of psyop stories and say, oh, the election was rigged for the populist candidate, for the anti-globalist candidate, and here are the groups that we've been reporting on who are meddling in the election to to swing it. And, and right, it's kind of something you got to be mindful of as we progress. So, so you know, eyes on this, I guess, maybe. Another, another election meddling story. This one out of Germany. Uh, Berlin. Apparently Berlin's having some issues. Berlin vote count questioned over election day glitches. Huh. No shit. <laughs> Big surprise, right? Numerous election day glitches in the German capital have prompted calls for the result to be scrutinized, with one politician saying Thursday that his party plans to challenge the outcome of the vote. Those damn election deniers, those damn conspiracy theorists. I mean, here's the thing about the past couple of years. Oh, man. Son of a gun. I'm sorry, guys. This is actually an old story. I just saw the date. I just saw the date. It's like a year and a half old. Uh, I actually found this on Disclose.tv today. So maybe Disclose.tv uh, was running an old story. But anyway... Point being is that uh, past couple of years has given people confidence to question elections. That's that's the good thing. That's the point I was getting at. Old story, regardless. 
politicians, people around the world are getting confidence to question elections. So anyway, oh, bummer. Old story. I got caught. You caught me, guys. You caught me live. Ah. At least I saw that while I was live here. I didn't try to pawn it off on it as being a new story. I'm honest. I'm honest. Okay, let's move on to Elon Musk criticizing the concept of a world government at the World Government Summit. Hot diggity darn. Friggin' hilarious. I think Elon even tweeted, he said, uh, this would be the perfect place to do it. From the World Government Summit. I haven't actually listened to this yet, so I'm going to play this uh, video here. It's a couple minutes long. I might stop it halfway through if we get through the good parts quick, but uh, let's listen. One thing I should say, on, I know this is called the World Government Summit, um, but uh, I think we should be maybe a little bit concerned about uh, actually becoming too much of a single world government. Um, if, if I may say that we want to avoid creating a civilizational risk by having... Um, Frankly, this may sound a little odd, too much cooperation between governments. Um, you, know, if, you know, if you look at, say, the, at history and the rise and fall of civilizations, um, the, the really all throughout history, civilizations have risen and fallen, but it hasn't meant the doom of humanity as a whole because there have been, there've been all these separate civilizations that were separated by great distances. And so, um, you know, say like, while Rome was falling, it, uh, it, you know, uh, Islam was rising. And uh, so you had like a, uh, you know, the, the sort of caliphate do, doing incredibly well while Rome was doing terribly. Um, and that actually ended up being a source of preservation of knowledge uh, and, uh, and many scientific advancements. And so, um, so I think we want to be a little bit cautious about uh, being too much of a world, of a single uh, civilization, because if we are too much of a single civilization, then if, if, we, if the whole the whole thing may collapse. Yeah, he's kind of um, interesting analogy or inter interesting example he used there. Right when he started speaking, I was thinking Rome, right, and and the fall of Rome, because basically we're going through like the second fall of Rome right now. We just have Wi-Fi this time, but he's also he knows his audience. He's speaking of, okay, Rome falls over here, Islam was rising over here, and this World Government Summit is being held in Saudi Arabia, I think. So he, uh, he, he's, he knows his audience. He knows his demographic that he's speaking to there. But good point, right? If the whole globe is too, if all these world governments are too interconnected or we have a one world government and that one world government falls, then the whole globe falls. So there is a point to make in having, uh, you know, it's good to have positive relationships and economic, governmental, and otherwise. But if you become too dependent or too interconnected, then when one country has issues, the other countries can uh, maintain their, their sovereignty, their stability, their security, etc. Love it though, right? Calling out the problem with globalism at a globalist summit, basically. It's kind of like when Trump went to the World Economic Forum in early 2020, and he was making a case for nationalism in front of the globalists. Kind of the same thing. Poetic irony. Gotta love it. So next story, Jim Jordan. Still doing some badass stuff. Jim Jordan, gotta love him. 
uh, in power in the Judiciary Committee in the House of Representatives. So today he issued subpoenas to Big Tech's biggest names. Subpoenas to CEO Mark Zuckerberg, Tim Cook of Apple, Sundar of Alphabet or Google, Andy Jassy of Amazon, and Satya Nadella of Microsoft. So some of the biggest companies out there, biggest big tech companies. And this subpoena is for documents relating to any alleged collusion with the government to suppress free speech. Free speech. So, of course, we've got the Twitter files coming out, showing us all kinds of evidence as to Twitter's collusion with government, FBI, CIA, Department of Homeland Security, even other government groups and agencies we never even heard of before the Twitter files. Yeah, I would love to see documents from Facebook, documents from Google, suppression of speech on YouTube, and Google search results, right? Uh, Amazon, shoot. Amazon was the first big tech company that suspended my account with them. This was back in 2017 before all the censorship and demonetization really started getting bad. Amazon was the first one. They they banned my affiliate account, my Amazon affiliate account in like June or July of 2017, kind of right when I was starting my YouTube channel. Uh banned me. So I can't do Amazon affiliates. Haven't been able to in like six years. So yeah, good stuff. Although issue is I guess what kind of evidence burning have these companies already done scrub 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 sanitize burn those documents shred them that might be an issue but there we go good job jim jordan hopefully this goes somewhere but you know they might not comply big tech thinking they're all powerful let's see now we talk calls for gun control so we had that shooting at michigan state university the other night that I haven't dug too deep into that event, but I've seen some brief details about it. And also some of my colleagues, one of which is from the area where this shooting, uh, he doesn't live there now, but he used to, from the area where the shooting happened, they were giving me some details about it. And man, false flag, red flags, false flag, red flags. So the, and it just plays into the whole distraction agenda. All those UFO stories are kind of drying up. People are getting over those. So we know the deep state wants their distractions right now. And I mean, they love their false flag shooting distractions too, because not only do they get people scared and fearful, get their minds on it, uh, attention fixated, but also gun control agenda. So Biden calling for gun control at some speech yesterday saying that we need to do more. We need to do more. We passed the most significant gun legislation in 30 years, but there's more work to be done. And then we got another Biden gaffe here too in his speech calling for gun control. This one's uh this one's comical. To say something is always controversial, but there is no rationale for assault weapons and magazines that hold 50, 70 bullets. Wait, how, 
how many bullets? Magazines that hold 50, 70 bullets. 50 to 70 bullets? Magazine. I mean, who has magazines that hold 50 to 70 bullets? Sure, there's drums. You can get drums that hold 100 bullets, but those are pretty, like, not many people have those. 50 to 70 bullet magazine? How big is that magazine? Like, this, this long? Do they even make those? <laughs> All the magazines I have are the standard 30 rounders. I would like to have a 50-round magazine. That'd be fun. Be pretty heavy. Be a bitch to load, but... 70-round <laughs> magazine. Then you got these left-wing states like Oregon and Washington. They're banning 30-round magazines. Like, standard magazines. They're banning them, and... They're, they're changing their laws to only allow 10-round magazines in their, uh, their states for assault weapons. Assault rifles, which is not a technical definition. Calling something an assault rifle is not a technical legal definition. It is a very vague, arbitrary word that they like to slap in front of anything. Assault weapon, assault rifle. And after the, uh, uh, what was that shooting a few weeks ago? They were calling it a, oh yeah, it was after the uh, shooting in California where the guy used a, they were calling it a semi-automatic assault pistol. Remember that? That's what the sheriff said in California. And then the New York Times and CNN repeated that same thing. Semi-automatic assault pistol. <laughs> All right. Technically, this could be a uh, assault pen. This could be a giant assault mug. If you really wanted it to be, right? Assault fists. Oh, whatever, Biden. 50 to 70 bullets in magazines. All right. And then here's the kicker. So White House spokesperson went and said this. That played a greater strength somewhere he probably isn't as strong, etc. I will tell you this. The president is the best communicator that we have in the White House. Go ahead. Wait, what? This. The president is the best communicator that we have in the White House. The president is the best communicator we have in the White House. Magazines that hold 50, 70 bullets. <laughs> bullets. We beat Farmer this year! Yeah. Biden sure is the best communicator in the White House. She can't seriously believe that. Uh, what? See this guy? Number one bullshit guy. You can't fix stupid. Shut the hell up. <laughs> I could make like a whole conversation with my soundboard here. Let's go back like... <laughs> President's the best communicator in the White House. So, I was, uh... It was funny. The other day I was searching for some new soundboard buttons and I was trying to find uh, uh, some good Biden gaffes to switch up the buttons on here. And typing in compilation, I was on YouTube typing in Biden compilation of gaffes. It's difficult to find one that's like all of them. I'm talking all of them. You might find the best ones from 2020 or the best ones from the presidential campaign or something like that. But to find a Biden gaffe compilation that has all of them, 
I mean, we're talking, this would be a three hour long video probably, but it's difficult. There's so many, there's so many. And some of them are quite obscure. He says them at random campaign stops or something. <laughs> Screws up, so. Good God, best communicator in the White House? Freaking clown world. She almost looks like Sideshow Bob, huh? She's got the hair. What is this yellow shirt she's got on? She looks like she's in a circus. She does. She looks like she should be a circus performer. She basically is. Jean-Pierre. All right. Enough small talk here. So, I love this this news story. I love this article for so many reasons. Donald Trump changes tune on mail-in voting and ballot collection. So, Trump today said that his team is studying state laws governing absentee and mail-in voting, as well as ballot collection, and uh, basically saying that he's going to be he, he's going to be using them or he's he's calling for them to be used by the GOP by the conservatives in the 2024 election is Trump really changing his tune on mail-in voting personally I think no personally what I think he's doing here is just the beautiful what we call setting of the precedent setting of the precedent What's going to happen now that Trump says this? What's going to happen is that the mainstream media, who have been for years here saying there's no issue with ballot harvesting, there's no issue with mail-in voting, and brushing under the rug any problems with it when their chosen candidate is elected, now the mainstream media is going to be running articles about the issues or the security risks of mail-in voting and ballot harvesting, right? This is just the 5D chess type shit. Trump is playing chess, not Chinese checkers. <laughs> and I can't wait. In the, in the next few weeks, you know, Trump at his campaign stops and rallies, I'm sure, is going to be promoting ballot harvesting. And then what's the media going to do? Say there's a bunch of issues with it. Totally change their tune. So this is how, this is how Trump works. He knows that whatever Trump promotes, globalist media is going to take the opposite stance. So Trump will take a certain stance to then make media change their tune or say bad things. So that's what I think is happening here. We'll see how the media reacts after this. And then another supposed Trump, supposed working word here, Trump narrative is that this is from the Rolling Stone, mind you. So headline states, Trump plans to bring back firing squads and group executions if he retakes the White House. The former president wants to expand the use of the death penalty and expand the federal government's options for carrying out death sentences, as the claim goes. But here's the first line. And again, this is the Rolling Stone. Um, what do you think of firing squads? That's the question Donald Trump repeatedly asks some close associates in the run-up to the 2024 presidential campaign. Three people familiar with the situation tell Rolling Stone. That's what you have to watch out for anytime you're reading some shit from any left-wing propagandist rag. Three people familiar with the situation tell Rolling Stone. Anonymous sources say, 
Anonymous sources say. Okay. Probably a totally fake story. 100% fake. Uh, sources familiar with the matter. This source says. One source says. Another source says. This anonymous source says. Although. If it's true. Let's hypothesize. If this even was said by Trump. Um, is it really such a bad thing? Is it really... Expand the use of the death penalty. I mean, shit. There's some heinous criminals out there that would it be such a bad thing? Just saying. Save the government money and all this bureaucratic bullshit. I mean, like double, triple, quadruple murderer gets sentenced to death row. He's waiting for like 20 years to for the day to finally come where they euthanize him. I mean, there's there's so many problems with it, right? But, hey, I mean. Is this real life? What is happening here? Would it really be such a bad thing? Okay, next, let's talk another poll. Another poll. Who put out this poll? Uh, oh, the Associated Press, of course. So, there's... People say message over messenger, and I'm over here like, uh, they're both important. It is quite important to know the messenger who's giving you the message, but I'll rant on that later. So Associated Press put out this poll. This poll released on Tuesday indicates that 22% of Republicans said that they want DeSantis to be the leader of the party, with only 20% saying the same thing of Trump. So this poll says that DeSantis slightly edges Trump as the preferred leader of the Republican Party. Again, Associated Press. So now you know who the globalists are pulling for to lead the Republican Party. Be careful. Be careful. Watch DeSantis with caution. So, we'll see what 2024 happens. If DeSantis actually runs or not. Uh, and then we got Kamala Harris... Some comments on the recent downings of the China spy balloon. She is echoing the exact same thing that Biden said uh, last week, where Biden said, oh, no, this isn't going to cause any problems with U.S.-China relations. Kamala Harris, same thing here. I don't think the China spy balloon impacts our relations with China. This means we have absolute cucks in the White House right now. Cucks. China knows that. They know that they own, they totally own the people in the White House right now. So they're just spying on us, and Biden and Kamala are cool with it. Oh, no, no problem. No problem. China can spy all they want. They can send their balloons over the country. Yeah, no. Relations aren't strained. All right. All right. So let's talk about these environmental disasters. Of course, what's going on in Ohio is terrible, and the EPA clearly is trying to cover up that whole mess nothing to see here jedi mind tricks yeah the water's fine you can drink the water that giant toxic death cloud over the city that's moved on by now we've tested the air and got epa epa is terrible hopefully this ohio situation will wake up some of them lefties 
some of them liberals out there to how trash the EPA is. They like bow to the EPA gods, think the EPA is actually protecting the environment when really they in large part don't. Uh, here we have in Arizona now, this is another, another toxic spill. Truck loaded with nitric acid. I'm going to say nitric oxide. No, nitric acid. Truck loaded with nitric acid overturns in Tucson, Arizona. Hazmat situation declared. Great. Look at that. Yeah, let's just keep the highway open. Let traffic drive right through these nitric acid toxic fumes. That's cool, right? That's fine. No problem, no big deal. <laughs> and I saw somebody make this point on social media yesterday. So we've got the situation in Ohio, which is a little suspicious. It's a little suspicious. And then we've got these other events going on with hazardous material situations. Uh, let's backtrack to the Rihanna Super Bowl halftime show. You know, we had the we had her dressed up in her red demon-looking suit, or what is she dressed up as? A Pfizer blood clot, maybe. We beat Farmer this year. But then she had her backup dancers all around, right? And um, they're all dressed in these white suits. You could you could guess like what are they? A COVID cleanup crew? Maybe she's dressed as the freaking COVID virus, and these are like the. People coming in in suits to disinfect. Or I saw somebody make the point that they were dressed up as freaking hazmat cleaners. What if that was the symbolism? What if that was the Illuminati symbolism during the Super Bowl halftime show? Truth in plain sight. The cabal telling us their plans, right? And then we get these hazmat situations around the country, Ohio and all these. Hopefully we don't get another one that is quote unquote naturally caused or a quote unquote accident of uh, and then big old environmental disaster declared. Yeah, I don't know. That's my crazy theory of the day. Moving on. Senators demand Joe Biden's speech because he's the best communicator in the White House, right? Senators demand Joe Biden's speech after classified briefing on aerial objects. Bunch of senators got a classified briefing yesterday on the shit in the sky getting shot down. And a lot of these senators, both Republicans and Democrats, are stating that what they were told during these briefings concern them and that they want a lot of the details from the classified briefings to be made public. So what I'm thinking is that what these congressmen were told, both Republicans and Democrats, whoever was in on that classified briefing, whatever they were told was probably well-manicured fear porn by the intelligence agencies. Intelligence agencies are probably packaging up these classified briefings very strategically with sensationalized fear porn to give to the congresspeople 
basically sci, like psyop briefings. Psyop briefings they're giving to the congressmen, and then the congressmen are all up in arms, thinking it's a big, terrifying situation in the public. The public needs to be told. Continuing the distraction is what it, is that what that would be doing. Continuing the distraction. So. Chat says Mike Lee gave a lot of information about that meeting on Glenn Beck today. Okay. Thanks for let me know that. I hadn't heard anything about it. I might go check out that show, see if it's um, on YouTube or something after this, but just continuing the, the distraction, whatever that classified briefing would be. In terms of the whole UFO issue, I mean, whatever Congress is told is limited hangout trash stuff i mean these senators think especially the ones on the intel committees they think they're getting the latest greatest intel national security secrets of the nation but logical thinking logical reasoning what they're told is purely purposely crafted right uh next story still on the topic of congress house our beautiful House of Representatives that is doing some awesome stuff already this year. Uh, House Republicans ready their first COVID vaccine probe. It's going to be called the Oversight Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic. They've been given a broad writ to investigate a wide array of topics from the virus origins to federal COVID restrictions to the pandemic's economic impact. The chair of this panel is Representative Brad Wenstrup. Who else we got on this panel? Ooh, is Marjorie Taylor Greene on there? Nice. Yes. Who else we got on there? Ooh, Representative Ronnie Jackson. He tweeted, upon being appointed to this panel, every lie about the vaccine will be revealed. Hopefully this panel does some good stuff. We got some solid folks on this uh, subcommittee. Let's hope Fauci gets dragged in by his tiny midget collar to uh, testify in front of this. And they ask him some tough questions. So that should be fun. Eyes on this subcommittee. I'll try to... uh, I'll keep my eyes open as to when they'll have their first hearing. And I'll let you guys know and uh, report on it. Speaking of vaccines, another tragic situation, incredibly tragic. A 25-year-old goalkeeper in Belgium playing for their second division. He died on the pitch right after saving a penalty during the game. That's horrifying. He was probably super stoked. His heart rate was up. He was super nervous. He saves the penalty, which is like the biggest, best thing any goalkeeper could do. All excited. Heart gets going, and then... We beat Farmer this year! Man, that's awful. This isn't going to end. It's not going to end. Now under the World Health Organization, the WHO abandons their plans for crucial second phase of COVID origins investigation. 
this, this is according to nature.com here. This is the source article for this story. The World Health Organization has quietly shelved the second phase of its much-anticipated scientific investigation into the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic, citing ongoing challenges over attempts to conduct crucial studies in China. Yeah, no shit, right? I read this whole article. It's It really does not give any kind of direct reasoning as to why the World Health Organization stopped it. And you know the WHO is totally compromised by the CCP. Donald Trump don't trust China. China is asshole. So, yeah, of course. World Health Organization and China kind of quietly, let's just let it, let's just let it fade. Just let it fade. Don't say anything. Shh. <laughs> and then the World Health Organization yesterday on V-Day, Valentine's Day, put out this quality tweet here. It said, it's Valentine's Day. Everyone is excited about their dates and being romantic. However, I don't feel like it. Is that okay? And look at what their tweet says here. Is it okay not wanting to have sex on Valentine's Day? <laughs> well, thank you, World Health Organization, for letting us know that it's okay to be in control of our own bodies. Because shit... Seeing y'all and your agendas over the last couple of years, I wouldn't have thunk that. I would have thunk that, man, maybe we're not in control of our own bodies. And with the way the World Health Organization has acted, they've kind of been screwing everybody without their consent for a few years, right? So it's pretty ironic for them to, being, to talk about consensual intimacy here. Uh, okay. You can't fix stupid. Project Veritas executive director releases statement on James O'Keefe. Uh, another kind of puff piece here. Here's the statement. It was put out on Project Veritas's social media profiles today. It was from the executive director, Daniel Strack. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it essentially just says... At Project Veritas, we believe in radical transparency. And James O'Keefe is the hardest working person I ever met. Uh, Project Veritas Board of Directors is made up of seasoned and active members, etc., etc. Um, while I do understand the timing of this situation alongside the biggest story in our organization's history is confusing, and it's very easy to come up with conspiracy theories I assure you, we are still in no way and will never be brought to you by Pfizer, nor do we have any political preferences for any candidates running for office. Um, do you know who you're speaking to, Project Veritas director man and board of directors? Do you know your demographic? Trying to throw shade on conspiracy theories, speaking to your demographic... Project Veritas, uh, read the room, dude. And you go to any social media post that Project Veritas made with this statement, comments just destroying them. Every single one says, if you get rid of James O'Keefe, I'm going to stop following you, Project Veritas. You're dead to me. Going to stop donating to you. And no shit, right? Yeah, this letter is so stupid. 
there was no need to put this out at all. Just just shut up. Let James O'Keefe take his paid time off and then address the situation when it's resolved or in a week or two or just the fact that he put out this fluff PR piece did way more harm than good. Did way more harm than good. So hashtag I stand with James. I hope Project Veritas doesn't shoot themselves in the freaking foot here. But it's looking like they might. So anyway, whatever James O'Keefe goes and does, he might just leave Project Veritas and start his own thing. And Great, give him all the creative control. Project Veritas will fail, and whatever James O'Keefe does will be awesome. All right, now we got some woke scientists on deck. Members of the Ecology and Evolutionary Biology Language Project. They call it the EEB. Woke scientists here. Uh, it's founded by scientists in the U.S. and Canada, the EEB language project. They're writing that much of Western science is rooted in colonialism, white supremacy, and patriarchy. And to address this, harmful scientific terms should be identified and revised to foster inclusion. Harmful terminology such as the word female. We need to replace the word female with egg producing. And avoid using the term fitness. Good God, what did they say about fitness? Oh yeah, the term morbidly obese should also be ditched. The EEB Language Project website even lists the top 24 harmful terms used in science, as well as replacement terms. Is this what the world's come to? Science is canceling itself. Yeah, right? <laughs> Great. <laughs> oh, God. Shut the hell up. I wish the government would just ban itself. Everything woke turns to shit. Ain't that the truth? And then, this is a top-notch tweet from a state representative in South Dakota. This is a Democrat, mind you. I didn't know Democrats existed in South Dakota, but I guess there's a couple of them out there. Representative Aaron Healy made this tweet, uh, shut down her replies because she knew she was going to get roasted. This tweet said, extremist group Family Heritage Alliance said this morning that the safest place for kids are in families that have a married mom and dad. What a dangerous and un-American belief. A d it's dangerous to think that kids are safe in families with a married mom and dad. I mean, statistically, that's true, though. Children in broken up families, especially families where they're raised by a single parent and don't have the other parent in the picture, 
like don't have the father in their life or don't have the mother in their life are are uh, much worse off than being in families that are together in solid units. It's an un-American belief to think that the safest place for kids are in families with a married mom and dad. Ah, pfft, ah. I don't have a button that that displays that kind of stupidity. I, I don't know. Couple more things here, and then we'll get into the Q and A. Um, in Mexico, there's a climate change activist group deciding to launch sulfur particles into the stratosphere in a move to create a mini volcano and help cool the planet. The technique that the Telegraph writes here, the technique is known as stratospheric aerosol injection, SAI, basically chemtrailing, right? Geoengineering. Uh, it's one of several geoengineering techniques being studied as a way to cool the planet to avoid breaching internationally agreed limits on global warming. So they're going to throw up, they're going to send up a balloon. Shit, that's that maybe that's what's getting shot down around the world. They're they're chemtrail balloons. Great, shoot them down. Good. Send an F22 after them. But anyway, uh Mexico climate changers are going to be pumping a bunch of sulfur in the atmosphere to supposedly help cool the planet to save us all from climate change. Great. Here's the weird thing, though, right? I just saw this article. This came out this week, but I reported on this three weeks ago. This was from Popular Mechanics. I think I even made a freaking Instagram video and, and TikTok video on this. Went kind of viral. Um, Mexico banned all attempts to block the sun, is what the story said. Mexico supposedly banned all attempts to block the sun out, banned geoengineering. Yet, we get this story about a Mexico-based startup putting a balloon in the atmosphere to do exactly that, geoengineering. So I, I don't understand. I'm going to look more into this because I don't get the contradiction. Did Mexico really not ban it? Was this total fake news from Popular Mechanics? Or is there something else going on here? Is this Mexico-based startup? Okay, this might explain it. It first released a balloon in Mexico in December, but next week... Oh, here we go. Okay, this does explain it. Next week, they're launching their geoengineering balloon from California after the Mexico government released a statement criticizing the first effort. Okay, so this Mexico-based climate change activist group moved they actually moved from mexico to california to do their geoengineering because the mexican government doesn't want them there okay interesting huh and we're dealing with ecological disasters in ohio in you know nitric acid trucks on the burst open on the highway in arizona we're dealing with a bunch of environmental disasters all over this country and now they want to release a bunch of freaking sulfur into the air in California. 
California's already got enough smog and air quality issues. And, it, and you know, it already smells like farts everywhere in L.A. and San Francisco. It already smells like shit. Now they want to put a bunch of sulfur in the atmosphere? I guess they figured, oh, California won't be able to tell it smells because it already smells like shit here. <laughs> right? Literally. Everything woke turns to shit. Smells like shit, too. So, good job, guys. Good job. And last thing here, Washington Post. Washington Compost. Writing an article on the solar polar vortex, the plasma filament that erupted off the sun. Still, I mean, this happened like a week ago, and the Washington Post just fishing for clicks here, I guess. Complete clickbaiters. Number one, it's not an irregular occurrence. This happens all the time. Plasma filaments breaking off the sun. They, this happens all the time. It's not... It's not anything crazy or unprecedented, and scientists are marveling at it. This happens multiple times a year, especially during solar maximum. You know, every 22 years, there's a lot of these on the sun. So maybe these are just dumbass woke scientists who are worrying too much about words like women in fitness to study the sun and realize what the sun actually does, but... Yeah, this is completely stupid. How, number one, they're making a big deal out of this. Number two, the mainstream media is fishing for clicks on this. And that the, the, way that, the way that science is communicated to the world by media, not just mainstream media, but also scientific media, is just total trash. Total trash. So... Whatever. Whatever. I'm sick of it. Sick of the media, man. It's making us all stupid. Alright, guys. I'm going to bring some tunes in. I guess some people that complain about the music, but... I stream for an hour with no music talking about all the news stuff. I do 10 minutes of Q&A to bring music in and fill the dead space and people bitch and moan, whatever. Click away if you don't like it, but I do. So, all right. Let us... What should I... Uh... What should I play today? Let's do some house music. My, uh... All right. Put on some punk rock. <laughs> I've been really into metal. I'm going through a metal phase. And, uh... Like, I'll play the, the Viking metal and the intros and stuff like that, but if I, if I wanted to play my music, have it my way, I'd be playing some, like, Five Finger Death Punch or Metallica or Disturbed or something like that, but 
there were some bad words in their songs. Get PG-13 here. Alright, do I got any shout-outs to give? I saw I saw Dirk. Thank you, Dirk, for that uh Rumble rant you put in earlier. There it is. Clink. Cheers, mate. Yeah, that's my uh, leader of tea. Saw a couple of foxhole. Thank you, Colloidal Christina. Appreciate those gold pills. You've appreciated my show on playback for a few years now. Appreciate it. Been here a while. Porpoiseful. Always with the gold pills on Foxhole. Thank you, Porpoise. Appreciate it, guys. Oh, yeah, I'd be playing some Tool, too. I was jamming some Tool in the car today. What's the official Sather opinion on whatever was shot down over Lake Huron? Um, I talked about this a lot on Monday, in Monday's stream. And I think I put out a dedicated video on Rumble talking about these shoot-down incidents. But a few theories... Of course, we don't know for sure, but we just have theories. Number one, it might be nothing they're shooting down. Could just be completely faked stories for the PSYOP purpose of it. If something even is getting shot down, I think there's a good chance it's pretty benign. Like, just a balloon. Another balloon. Or it could be, um... A drone. Like some sort of experimental drone, maybe an exotic propulsion system on it. Could be a Chinese drone. Could even be an American-made drone that's, that's being ran by like a, some sort of rogue group or defense contractor, some sort of black project or whatnot. But I'm thinking it's likely that it could have been a drone because these pilots are saying that it had no identifiable propulsion system and... One of them was an octagon-shaped object. Another one was a cylindrical object. So I'm thinking these are um, Black Project drones that are probably being tested. And Air Force gets them on radar, sends up an F-22, shoots it down. Then this whole, oh, UFO story is ran and sensationalized. And that might have been the reason that the whoever was in control of the drone sent it up to let it get shot down and run these stories. So I think that's, there's a few possibilities there. Either nothing got shot down, it was actually a balloon, or it was some sort of drone. sound triggers do I have? 
well, on this Stream Deck keyboard here, I've got 23 buttons that I can program. I could program more, but I would have to, I would have to create folders and then hit multiple buttons to be able to do sounds. So I keep it easy and all on one screen here. So I have 23 basically. What up, Jester? Thanks for helping us fine tune our discernment skills, love and respect from Jester Nashville. Appreciate the 17, my friend. Speaking of discernment skills, I'm gonna shoot for doing a clickbait of the week stream on this weekend, Saturday or Sunday. I don't know which day. It'll probably be Sunday, honestly, but um, it'll be fun. Got some good content I've been amalgamating. It's been a couple weeks since I did the last one. Let me see. How long has it been since the last one? Twenty-two days, been three weeks. Clickbait of the every three weeks. Alright, yeah, it's time to do another one. Shout out to the thousand of you watching live. Give it a like, give it a thumbs up. Give it a plus. What's up, Colloidal Christina? Says they're getting us ready for the fake alien invasion. I do actually believe extraterrestrial life exists. Yeah, no doubt. Consider the vastness of space. I think it's silly to think that there's not other life in the cosmos. Both good and bad, positive and negative, demonic, angelic, right? Physical and non-physical life in the cosmos. We could have conversation for hours about that but yeah no doubt this is just all a distraction i really don't like the fake alien invasion terminology but uh it's sensationalized fear porn it's a psyop it's definitely a psyop that they're running with it for sure How can I hear the music, but my SM7B doesn't pick it up? Well, these microphones, they are... These specific micro microphones, these Shures, are designed to only pick up sound that's really close to it. You have to be really close to these dynamic microphones for it to pick it up. And I have the music playing on my desktop, but I have it really quiet. So, this baby. Baby won't pick it up. I love these microphones. This is what all the, the fancy people use, all the professionals. Joe Rogan uses these and a lot of uh, musicians. Play some reggae, man. Ooh. 
Yeah, one of these streams I will. Yeah, I'll have to uh, I'll have to catch up on the latest Phil Fraud Lusky shenanigans. I'll have to brush up on that before my uh, clickbait of the week stream. He is the grift that keeps on grifting, huh? Nothing will ever stop that psychopath. Except maybe jail. chat's moving kind of quick yeah i like this comment it's cia tech versus our military kind of uh that might be kind of true with these ufo shoot down stories silver lining on fake alien disclosure it leads to disclosure of the real ones i like that comment Play reggae while smoking. Pull out my bong first. <laughs> Man, I haven't hit a bong in like... I don't even remember. Ten years? Do you like cigars, though? Uh, Jordan, have I heard of Amazing Polly? Heck yeah, I've heard of Amazing Polly. She's awesome. Great researcher. She'd be a good fit on Badlands. Um, yeah, maybe. Could ask her. I'll talk to her. I think she's kind of more of like a lone wolf type, isn't she? Which I totally respect. So, you know, some people are just more do their own thing kind of people. Yeah, I think she'd be great on Badlands. All right, guys, we'll chat for another, yeah, like, <clears throat> three minutes. Because I like this next song. I want to hear it. So. You guys any got any last questions, comments, concerns, complaints? Drop them.
How's Bitcoin doing? Woo! It's all doing good. Gold, silver, Bitcoin's up. Good stuff, man. The mug is huge or the camera angle is messing with you. This is a big mug. Like, that's my hand next to the mug. It's the size of my head almost. I like big mugs and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. Sir Mix a lot was from my hometown actually. Bremerton, Washington. Oh, you're planning a trip to Puyallup in September for the Washington State Fair? Sweet, have fun. Puyallup's a neat area. Kind of gets a little uh, rednecky out there. So, you know, not, not that many liberals in the Puyallup area of Washington. But yeah, I went to the Washington Washington State Fair a couple times as a kid. We'll have fun there. Corey Lynn and Sharp Edge are great also. Yeah, they are. I remember those accounts from the Twitter days. I think I follow Sharp Edge on Gab or True Social or somewhere. Those were some solid Anon accounts. I hope they're still doing their thing. I hope they're still doing good. Sir Mix-a-Lot was your first CD ever. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Pussy on Broadway. Bremelos. Them Bremelos, man. It's a real thing. Shell, loving the new Conscious Strength content. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll be... I've got a YouTube and a Rumble channel that I'm going to be filling out with content for Conscious Strength. I've been doing the Instagram filling out the Instagram got a few videos on there but I'm gonna start working with the uh, YouTube and rumble channel soon for it yes you know what they say about big mugs I'm, to I'm totally compensating that's why I have a giant mug I'm compensating Where would I live outside the USA? I mean, Portugal. Probably Portugal, honestly. They got some based people there. Um, and it's beautiful, the beaches and all that. There's a couple countries I would love to live, but just the government suck. I'd love to live in like Norway or New Zealand or Australia, except not because of the government. But if I had to live outside of the US, 
honestly probably pick Portugal. I mean, yeah, the government suck everywhere, no shit, but I'm thinking, like, the least amount of suck, plus I like mountains and water and nature and oceans, so I'm thinking of some place that has the mountains and the oceans and least government suckiness. Yeah, from what from what I've seen about the Portugal government, they aren't that bad actually. Their whole COVID stuff wasn't uh, wasn't that bad. They're very conservative. The Portugal population is very conservative, and it's uh, pretty safe, chill there, secure. It's not as bad as other parts of uh, Europe. Andrew Tate says Romania is nice. Yeah, until the government arrested him there. <laughs> Wonder what he'd say about it now. Alright guys, I'm gonna go. Finish this up. Um, thank you for hanging. Thank you for chilling, friends. Good stream. See you on Friday for the next one. I'll be here Friday. I'll play some blues. We'll hang out for a little while again. Uh, tomorrow, knowledge based on Badlands Media. Five or seven thirty Eastern, four thirty Pacific, five thirty my time. So knowledge based tomorrow here Friday clickbait of the week over the weekend again time and day to be determined but I'll let you know on telegram and true social when that's going to be I think that's it that's it for this one keep on keeping on friends life's a garden dig it thank you all have a great night stay safe Stay woke, stay awake, awake not woke, and uh, till next time everybody.